The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, who we don't have apparently. You, no, 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 no. You, you say that... You... Do I jump in at psychologist? Do you introduce me and then I jump in? I, I'm pretty sure you've had a cue right there the entire time to jump in at that one spot. Uh, but you just, I was just... waiting. For... You know what? I don't I, know how I, this manages to go sideways every week. But every it, it does. single week. No, I think we might have landed it once. But anyway, the podcast where despite our dysfunctional relationships, <laughs> we try to solve your relationship questions in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? You know what? Maybe that was what I was thinking I was waiting for. But in any case, I'm doing scrump diddlyicious. How are you doing, James? I just love that you finally got that cue. When I ask you a direct question, you you can at least pick up that much. But surprisingly, as much of a train wreck as this podcast is, we do get it right sometimes. Here's an email I got from a listener in regards to an episode we had a few weeks ago about whether or she had... Um, she had moved to a country for her husband, and then they had a deal that when his kids were older, they were going to move back to her home country. And when it finally came time for it, she felt guilty about it. And so here's what she said about our advice. Hi, this is just a quick note to say thanks for addressing my question about international moves. I think you guys are correct that I am projecting my experience. I hadn't thought of it that way. Thanks again. You got to it super fast, too. So look at that, Steve. She appreciates my advice Woo! and said nothing about yours. So all That's is my right advice. in the world. Yeah, my advice. Good. <laughs> Okay. The subtext there is, I wish Steve would just talk, and then that'd be the end of the show. That's what she meant, James. I can read between the lines. Well, of course, of course. All right. So, we have a new question for today that we're also going to get completely right, or at least one of them us is. Uh, here it is. <laughs> My husband and I have two small children. He also has two teenage children, one of whom has been living with us for the last three years. It has become increasingly clear that we have very different parenting styles. He is very hands-off, dislikes rules, etc., and I am more concerned about attachment, spending time with the children, setting limits, and so forth. I know this is something you should talk about before children, but alas, we did not to the extent that we should have. In addition, having my stepchild with us now, with us and having children now really makes this all very much more obvious uh, uh, than it would have been based on only conversations. I can't see myself changing much unless I feel it's for the benefit of the children, and he has told me I will never turn uh, into you when I expressed concern about some of the issues uh, with his older children and asked to have more boundaries in place with the younger two. I have a nagging feeling that he may just not want to put in the work to maintain household rules. By the way, the issues with the older ones include some mental health issues, uh, telling instead of asking when doing things like going out for dinner or sleeping somewhere else, not listening when asked to do something, extremely bad eating and sleeping habits, and poor performance attendance at school. So my question is, what are your thoughts for parents who approach the task of parenting very differently from each other? Are we doomed to years of fighting or even marriage breakdown? Take it away, Steve. Wow, there's uh, multiple issues here because there are two different generations and, frankly, sets of parents that we're dealing with. With uh, the teenager who lives with you, uh, 
Man, there's not a lot you personally can do because I would imagine your husband sort of boxes you out of dealing with that one, the the teenager, that uh, I'm sure he kind of wants to deal with that or isn't interested in your advice because he's trying to also manage ex-wife or kid's mother. Like, he's got a few balls in the air with that one. And if there's some mental health issues and also some <laughs> clear teenager trying to push boundaries and uh, challenge a parent to create some rules around him or her. I think uh, your husband is probably, boy, here's what I would do. Okay, I'm actually going to wrap these both into one answer, (laughs) particularly if you have one of your two little ones as a daughter. And this might get your husband's attention, actually. Your husband, I I know you kind of labeled it as lazy, and there's there might be a little aspect of that too. But I would imagine he is also parenting in a way that he was parented, and his narrative internally is, "Well, I turned out just fine," and so he figures if you give kids enough rope, they'll find their own way. The problem is uh, your teenager is begging for some boundaries and some rules, and that's why they keep pushing the limits. They want to get your husband's attention. Again, I don't don't think you have a lot to say in that one, but here's how I'm wrapping them together. And particularly, again, I'll just repeat to set up my answer. If you have a daughter, what you can say to your husband is with your little girl that uh, she's going to marry a guy like her dad because her dad kind of teaches her what's normal in kind of an intimate uh, boy-girl relationship. So girls kind of look for boys that treat them like their dad does. And it's cliche, but it is for a reason. Do you want her to go after a boy who is very distant and disengaged from her? Because that's going to end up the bullseye for her level of attraction. Uh, What you want her to do is go after a guy who now has a decent job like you. Pick out a few good qualities of your husband because you wouldn't be married to him if he didn't have any. So she'll go after those good qualities. But we also want her to be happy and feel connected to her man or her boy. And so you want her to pick good. And you kind of set the model for that. So part of that model, even if you have boys, is you're trying to teach them where the lines on the road are painted. Where is the white? Where is the yellow? What can you kind of fudge once in a while? Because life isn't all uh, in between the white and the yellow. But your teenager is already slamming against those lines and going outside the lines almost asking you, please pull me back between the white and the yellow. I'm not able to steer yet. You don't want your little ones to get there. So just uh, dads always have a bigger stick than moms do. Like dads have a bigger voice. Dads are stronger and physically bigger and usually can get kids attention with a simple, hey, like uh, use your dad voice. Uh, Help mom get those lines painted on the road so that the problems you're trying to rein in with your teenager don't start sprouting up over time with your little ones. And again, particularly with little girls, that father relationship is so critical to their development and intimate relationships down the road. So that might be an angle that you can take, that we are trying to help the kids long term, not just keep them under control short term. Mom can kind of take care of that end for the most part by herself. But dad really is the one that is going to teach kids that sense of where is the road. What say you, James? I like that you brought up the uh, <laughs> the dad voice. Somebody got on my case for that not too long ago. Um, I, I wrote a tweet. It was something to the effect of, you know, parenting when your kids are doing virtual learning is tricky because now I have to say, is anybody in a Zoom class before I yell at my kids? 
And uh, it's very true. You got to be careful. You don't know when they're broadcasting or what they're doing. Somebody said, or you could just not yell at your kids. And it kind of mystified me. And surprisingly, there was only one person who said it. Everybody else was kind of on my side. But I think there are those parents out there who just never yell. And I like, I, I don't understand it. Like, I don't want to yell. It's, it's not, not my desire to yell at all. But I can say something 25 times and my kids, like, they don't even acknowledge it. Like, by the time you reach the higher volume, you're usually out of options. It's like people who don't yell. <laughs> It's like, how do your children even hear you? I just, anyway, they're obviously all better parents than me and all of that. But um, I, I do try to make effective use of it. But uh, that kind of segues into uh, the way my wife and I handle this. So we did not talk about disciplining kids at all before we got married. And honestly, I don't know if that's really one of the conversations people have before they get married. I know you're supposed to talk about, um, you know, if, whether or not you want to have kids. And you kind of do the broad outlines. But, like, the truth is you really don't know what kind of a parent you're going to be until you're a parent, like until you're all the way yeah. in it. And uh, the the husband is probably carrying in some of the dynamics from his uh, first marriage or first relationship that produced those older kids, that that's the way he did things and that's what he's comfortable with. And it's you're probably going to have a hard time changing him. So I'm going to, I'm just going to propose a lemons into lemonade strategy here and say that, you know, turn this difference into an asset. Because uh, my wife and I, we don't necessarily have one parent who's more strict and one who's more lenient, but I've found that we kind of naturally play a good cop, bad cop role. If one of us, you know, was kind of coming down hard, the other one kind of softens the blow a little bit and vice versa. And I don't mean we contradict it or undo it. It's just like, okay, this is the, this is the, you know, the discipline. And then here's kind of the nurturing to go with it. And we switch back and forth just depending on the situation. And that might be something you can do here. If dad is going to be the more laid back parent and you're going to be the more strict parent, you know, employ both of those things because there are situations where both of those can be an asset. Uh, the key though is you can't be, be on the opposite side of each other. You've got to be on the same page uh, or at least going towards the same goal. So if your goal is, you know, let's say to have the teenager go to school every day, you can say, well, I'm going to be the one to shake them awake every day. And then dad maybe is the one who sits down and has a heart to heart with them at night to say, hey, you didn't do this right. What's going on with that? You know, just kind of, kind of, you both have different approaches. It doesn't mean that one's right and one's wrong. It's just, you need to not contradict each other in front of the kids. So Play to both of your strengths. Uh, maybe have a few conversations behind the scenes to see what your goals are. Because ultimately, I'm sure dad does want the kids to you know, eat right. I'm sure he does want them to go to school every day. I'm sure yes. he wants the same things you want. And he's just kind of hoping they'll ho happen naturally. And you're ho hoping they'll happen if you kind of rule with an iron fist. And maybe the, maybe the right answer is somewhere in between. Take both of your strengths. Apply them situationally. Uh, don't directly fight with each other. Keep that behind the scenes. And see if maybe that comes out with a better outcome. Uh, what do you think, Steve? I'm just thinking, I have said to either kid at any number of times, <clears throat> listen, I'm the only thing keeping your mother from killing you right now, so you better listen to what I have to say. <laughs> and that is a perfect example. Okay, mom is mad, dad is the mediator, but when you're mediating, you're not undoing what mom said, you're negotiating with the kids to fulfill what mom wants. That is that is a perfect <laughs> right. example. I, 
it is it is not <laughs> often I, I expect good good advice from you, but that is what a what a freak occurrence to end this podcast on. Anyway, if you have a relationship <laughs> issue you'd like us to address in ten minutes or less, send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with an E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question, it can be boyfriend, girlfriend, platonic friends, whatever you've got, send it in and we'll do our best to answer it in ten minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.